This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Laura Orleans of the New Bedford Fishing Heritage Center joins us this month for our review of what's happening at the Heritage Center on Bethel Street. The center's mission is to tell the story of the New Bedford fishing industry, past and present. Welcome back, Laura. It's good to see you again. Thank you very much for having me. So, looking at what's coming up in December, you are recruiting people in December to take part in a community oral history project that's called Casting a Wider Net. Tell we, us about that. Yeah, so this is a very exciting project that's being supported by Mass Humanities. Um, and it is an effort really to document the stories of the Cape Verdean, Vietnamese, and Central American, Mexican, and Puerto Rican communities. Those are just some of the communities in the fishing industry. Mm -hmm. um, those those are communities that we've done some work with, so we felt like we would uh, be able to, to successfully do this project. And so we're actually recruiting people from those communities who are interested in learning how to do an oral history interview. They're going to be paid for their time and actually given some really significant training um, by a number of different um, experts, if you will. Mm -hmm. One of them is a professor named Amina Pilgrim, who seems to be very well known um, in the local community. She's a professor up in Boston, but um, she has she is herself Cape Verdean, I believe, and has done a ton of work with the Cape Verdean community. Um, I'll be doing some trainings about oral history and also the fishing industry, of course. And then once people are kind of comfortable with the skills, um, they'll be paired up with people from those communities who have a connection to the waterfront. So the idea is really to better document the stories and experiences of people um, in a wider, you know, wider sure. part of the community. And we'll be developing with them um, an exhibit to share out those stories. And then the exhibit will eventually travel to different community sites yet to be determined. Um. How long do you expect the project to take? Yeah, so we're hoping to recruit the cohort in the next uh, month or so and begin some trainings in January and February. The And then they'll be doing interviews during the springtime. The exhibit is going to go up in our gallery space in the fall. So, you know, and then at that point, it pretty much wraps up, um, although... Yes and no, right? I mean, these projects are kind of ongoing forever. So the idea sure. being this is a pilot, it's a start. There are other projects we've already started to think about, you know, other communities that deserve to be documented as well. So that's how it will really end when you have it in an exhibit. This information won't go. Oh, yeah. So the, the information will be in the exhibit. Um, and then, of course, we have an archive that we have been developing since the Working Waterfront Festival days. So the transcripts will be uploaded um, to our archive, but also to the NOAA Voices um, website. So there will be lots of ways for people to access, um, you know, the information. All right. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about your archive project, which is on the second floor of 38 Bethel yep. Street. Coming along, I saw some pictures. On yes, Facebook. yes. So um, we're really excited. This year, we've had the pleasure and the great good fortune to get some Community Preservation Act funding from the city to support the hiring of a part-time archivist. And really, this has tremendously advanced our effort to preserve the history of the fishing community. <laughs> you know, when, when we opened the doors, people began coming in with boxes and photographs and documents and objects and all kinds of things, um, and. We've welcomed those things, but we have not had the staff expertise, really, or bandwidth to 
um, properly steward that whole collection, and now we do. So we have a wonderful young man who grew up in the Mattapoisett area, um, went away to New York, got a lot of experience, has come back, and so he's with us um, sort of half time. Uh, and he, what he's been doing is first he did a kind of an inventory to see everything that was there, then an accessioning, which is assigning a number, and now he's in the cataloging process, which is involving some volunteers as well. By uh, next spring, we will have a lot of this stuff available so people can search an online database and know, you know, what we have. And it's also just been really great because as he has questions, you know, he'll ask me, but a lot of times what he's doing is to reach out to the people who've donated things, invite them to come in and share more information. And that usually leads to them saying, wow, this is so great. I have more more stuff to share. And um, it, it's just really, really, really exciting. It feels um, like a long time coming, like a very big step for our organization in becoming a more professional collection repository. As part of the effort, the archive effort, you are beginning soon a library book drive. Is that right? We are. So, um, and I say this uh Tentatively or, or, you know, just sure. we, um, you know, we, we still have limited space. But when we moved upstairs with the office, uh, the archive uh, thing, and, and we got some additional office space, we freed up a section of our downstairs area, which is going to become a, sort of a resource room and a meeting room. So one of the things we already hosted, Mass Lobstermen's Association, for a small meeting mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but we also have a set of four beautiful oak book cases that were donated by one of the libraries. And we want to fill them with resources that would be useful to the community. So we are looking for gently used um, books, manuscripts, you know, periodicals, and so on that relate, of course, to the story of commercial fishing. So they might be books about the history of fishing. They might be books about seafood and, you know, cookbooks are welcome. Um, local, but also regional. I mean, if there are books that relate to Gloucester or Point Judith or Provincetown or whatever, that would be welcome. Um, we're not obviously looking for whaling books because we have a wonderful whaling museum that collects that history. Sure, but if you, fishing. Yeah, if you happen to have books or magazines or any of that stuff that have been languishing in your own home or you're just willing to share them out with the community, we would really appreciate that. And um, we would just ask that you reach out by phone or email to us. Okay, on December 14th, AHA Night in New Bedford, uh, you are, the center is hosting a special program on shellfish decorating and hot chocolate. So this Sounds is kind of, yeah, it's a holiday, you know, holiday time of year. And so there's a 10% discount in our gift shop. Um, hot chocolate is always a good draw. And if you're looking to decorate your home or your tree, we've got lots of scallop shells, some of which came from the movie set of the Finest Kind film. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we're punching holes in them. My husband is actually home doing that today. <laughs> um, so you'll be able to um, hang them up and, uh, you know, decorate them with tissue paper and markers. Um, and so it's just a Fun, fun evening yeah. um, available to everybody. I, We're open free of charge. I ask, did you see the movie? Uh, I got a late invitation yesterday, or, uh, and I was able to go and see it. Week. And exactly. This week. Yep. yep. And it was really um, so much. It's like a love letter to the fishing industry and the fishing and, and New Bedford as a whole. Yep. First time they kind of pan into this, the sort of an aerial shot of New Bedford. The subtitle says, New Bedford, the nation's number one fishing port. And I just feel like Brian Helgeland has wanted to make this movie for so long. 
it was really just a wonderful experience to watch it and to watch it with some of the crew, production crew, and I don't know if there were cast members, but no. there was lots of cheering, and it's a it's a good story. I would see it again. All right. Uh, didn't get high marks at cons. You know? But... Uh, <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, and for me, what was interesting was I didn't realize the film centered the fishing experience so much. I, yeah. You know, when you read the description online, it talks about it being a crime drama set in Boston. It's not set in Boston. Yes, there is, you know, there's a story to it that does involve organized crime, but sure. it's really about the fishing world. And it really gives you a sense of what it's like to be out at sea and why this is such a compelling life for so mm -hmm. many. You're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Laura Orleans, director of the New Bedford Fishing Heritage Center on Bethel Street. December 15th, there is another documentary. Uh, these are shown, I want to say once a month, but... Okay. They're shown once a month for about half a year. <laughs> so, uh, the yeah. film is called Artificial, A-R-T-I-S-H-A-L, Artificial. Yep. <laughs> and it's the fight to save the wild salmon. What can you tell us about the film? Um, so this is a film produced by Patagonia, the people who we think of as making outer, um, outer gear for you know sports fishing and so on. Mm -hmm. They have long been really concerned about uh, the health and well-being of the wild salmon fishery and the impacts of farmed fish and potential mining and other kinds of disruptions that could really um, negatively impact the future of wild salmon. So this film looks at that and, and you know, expresses some concerns and gives kind of an update on where we stand with it all. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be a good film. We've shown a number of films on this topic before, and I think salmon is one of those fishes that people really like in yeah. the United States. And so to, to be better educated about, you know, where your fish comes from and what the um, sort of the challenges or concerns facing that fishery. Um, All right. December 15th at the National Park Visitor Center, 7 p.m. is the showing. Free admission. Free admission. And if people don't know where that is, it's 33 William Street, just yeah. right around the corner from the Fishing Heritage Center. Okay. Uh, I know your gift shop is teeming with items. We're going to get to that, though, <laughs> uh, because uh, we uh, do want to move ahead to January. You have some things in the works for January. Uh, let's talk first about the Global Learning Charter School and their involvement with the Fishing Heritage Center. Yeah, so What's the happening? Global Learning Charter Public School um, is uh, fifth grade through high school um, and located up in the North End. And this year they're doing The Little Mermaid as their musical. Mm -hmm. So they'll present that at the school sometime in the spring, but they're going to do a little pre-performance at the Fishing Heritage Center. And uh, we thought it was a great tie-in with our Sea Monsters Real and Imagined exhibit, which looks at mermaids from around the world. And it's just a good opportunity to have some fun and partner with a local educational um, establishment or whatever. So it's going to be January 25th, which is a Thursday evening starting at 6 p.m. And admission will be free for that evening. Okay. Lots of fun there. Yeah. Uh, and there's one more event in January that I know you want to talk about. And this one has long roots in the community, long roots in our Absolutely. Here. This is the January 19th uh, presentation, uh, and it has to do with the Kirby 
Paint Company. Is that right? So the Kirby Paint Company has got to be one of the oldest ongoing businesses in our community. I think they're at 178 years at this point. I mentioned that to my friend, uh, Phil Mello, who's a well-known photographer in the community. And Phil approached them and and it really has ended up being almost a year-long project for him documenting the um, the story of that business with his camera. He then brought in a friend, Markham Starr, who does video work, and the two of them, along with George Kirby Jr., will be holding forth to share um, kind of what that whole project has been and what they've learned. Um, and Kirby Paint has, you know, been around since the whaling era, so they literally have put paint on whaleboats, fishing boats, pleasure boats, uh, houses. You know, I think this will appeal to a very wide audience. So again. That'll be um, January 19th, which is a Friday evening at the National Park, 33 William Street. Uh, doors will open at 630 um, and the show starts at 7. It is a limited seating thing and we're already getting requests for seats. So it's free of charge, but I would advise um, getting there early. And if you go to our website, there's a link where you can click to reserve tickets. Okay. Um, now we go to the uh, gift shop because... You might say, well, you know, this is a small museum with, well, how much how much stuff can they have? Well, they can have a lot of stuff and a lot of interesting little things that I think uh, people would talk about if, if you gift it to them. I think there's some interesting things. We're going to have uh, Laura here tell us all about it. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you got going on there? All right. Well, we it is a small museum, but it's a big gift shop, I have to say. And um, our gift shop manager has done a great job stocking it full of a lot of work by local artists, many of whom are in the fishing community. So there's jewelry, there are flounder-shaped platters, there are t-shirts that say, life's a drag for the dragger fisherman in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are books, there are uh, CDs, if anyone's using those anymore, there are Christmas ornaments, holiday ornaments. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some categories, but a lot of the stuff is very unique. This is not stuff that we're purchasing and then reselling for the most part. It's consigned by artists. So when you make a purchase, you're supporting the local arts community. You're also supporting the Fishing Heritage Center. So we share the proceeds. Um, and you're going to get a unique gift that you can't buy anywhere else. So it's it's really something to be um, checked out. We also, if you can't get to the Fishing Heritage Center in person, you can order things online. Um, make sure you allow ample time for us to ship them out to you, but we do have an online store as well. Um, and I should say that we're open Thursday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So there aren't that many Thursday through Sundays left right. in your shopping season. Um, today's one of them, and you know I would encourage you to yeah. get get yourself down to the Fishing Heritage Center and check it all out. So uh, that's it, a busy December and uh, certainly a couple of interesting items on for January at the New Bedford Fishing Heritage Center. Remember, center, not a museum. And if we have, do we have time for a couple more things or should I give the website? Okay. Squeeze them in. One thing is we're we're continuing our Her Story project, similar to the Casting a Wider Net, which we talked about. This is an effort to document the stories of women in the fishing community. If you're listening and you worked in the fishing industry or you are part of a fishing family and you're over 65 years old and would be interested in sharing your story, please reach out. We're really um, excited to be doing that documentation. We've got a whole new crop of young women from high school and college um, who are going to be doing those interviews. So that's uh, one more thing. And then if you're wanting information, if you didn't catch everything we said in this segment, fishingheritagecenter.org is the website. Okay, very good. 
Laura Orleans has been my guest, director of the New Bedford Fishing Heritage Center on Bethel Street in the Historic District. Thank you for coming in. Thanks again. Happy holidays to you. Yes, and thanks so much for having us, having me. (laughs) That's right. Well, uh, that's it for Town Square Sunday this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks also to Mike Roberts and Tim Weisberg for helping to get these segments on the air and on our various social media platforms. I'm Jim Phillips. Join us next week for Town Square Sunday. Until then, have a great Sunday and a wonderful week ahead.